Hello and welcome to the CDI podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. Today we're joined by Bill Luther. Bill is the President and CEO of the El Dorado Chamber of Commerce and serves on the CDI Advisory Board. Bill also serves as Class Director of CDI Year One. Bill, welcome to the podcast. So to, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your career and, and how you got to where you are today? Uh, I sure can. I, I don't want to uh, take up the whole presentation with that, but uh, first 15 years of my life, I was uh, uh, spent in the hills of Madison County, Arkansas, and uh, the uh, first real life experience that I I uh, can remember it was started when I was six years old, and uh, there was a there was a garbage collector. I call him Mr. G. Uh, he had an old pickup truck with high sideboards. Uh, he walked hunched over and he spoke with a lisp. And uh, one day, uh, shortly after Mr. G had picked up our garbage and left, my father had come home for lunch, and he paused at the top of the steps and turned to me and my brother and I said, are you guys making fun of Mr. G? And of course we were. And uh, he set us down on the steps. And again, I'm six and my brother's uh, just barely five. And uh, that that's what began our first life lecture. And it went something like this. He said, that man's job is just as important to him as my job is to me. And uh, he went on uh, to say, he said, you know, God placed an innate desire uh, in each of us to work. And he said, all kinds of work is honorable. And he said, you never, ever make fun of a person because of the work they do. Well, the next day, dad comes home and uh, finds my brother and I uh, out in the yard. My brother's steadying a garbage can on the back of our red wagon that I'm pulling. And uh, he kind of questioningly looked at mother and uh, she explained to him we'd gone into the gar garbage pickup business. Uh, and uh, she, we have a family picture of that. So that was that was my first introduction of how important a job was to an individual. And uh, mom and dad placed a high emphasis on education. Uh, they themselves took correspondence courses and night courses at uh, local universities. Uh, up until they were in their 70s, and they were usually at the top of their class. As a six-year-old or younger, uh, Dad did the dishes every night, and he installed a uh, blackboard in the kitchen and made my brother and I work math problems uh, with uh, the whole idea that uh, me would uh, end up being an uh, engineer. And I guess that worked out for him. Uh, the last thing I'll say about my parents uh, is that they uh, were a model for serving in the community. Mom was a was a Cub Scout den mother, Sunday school teacher, PTA president uh, in uh, the, both the communities we lived. Uh, Dad was a scout leader, Sunday school teacher, chamber president, and fire chief. And it, by the way, Mom was also a volunteer firefighter. Uh, so with that background, that's the, the basic foundation uh, that my life had been built on. When we uh, finally got me out of college, I had a degree in electrical engineering, 
went to work uh, for a utility company in Beaumont, Texas, lived along the Gulf Coast, Lafayette, Beaumont. Then when Entergy uh, purchased the company, they transferred me to New Orleans and uh, didn't really like it in New Orleans, stayed there 13 months and uh, finally was able to uh, take a position in Forest City, Arkansas with Entergy. Uh, and uh, from Forest City, ended up in Conway. Uh, we bought a uh, home. I was the engineering manager in Conway. We purchased a home uh, in Valonia, which was real close to the office. And uh, the first week uh, living there, somebody knocked on the door. And uh, he asked me if uh, I'd be interested in joining the fire department. And he asked my wife also, but she declined. And uh, I jumped jumped at the opportunity because I'd always wanted to be a firefighter. And uh, that led me to become a, a, a EMT and subsequently a, an advanced EMT. Um, so from that point, uh, the first 26 years of my career uh, was in engineering and operations. And uh, in my, we were forced to do uh, career development uh, programs in our annual assessments. And I would always write down that I think it would help my career if I uh, had an assignment in customer service. And in 2004, uh, that happened. I was offered the customer service manager position in El Dorado. Now, 70% of that work is revolves around community and economic development and uh, my my new boss uh diane tatum uh, she told me there was two things uh that i needed to get done one was uh to attend cdi and the second was to apply to lidar and uh, diane was a uh, year two class director uh, so she was she had bought into the program and knew uh what it could offer one of her new hires so i attended year one in 2005 uh completed year three in 07 attended year four in 08 and uh by 2011 i'd accumulated enough points uh to set for the pced exam and amazingly i passed it on the first attempt uh, Amy Whitehead, who was the uh, uh, director at that time, uh, she shortly contacted me and I wanted to know if I would be uh, interested in a uh, class one director assignment. And uh, I, I was flabbergasted. I just passed my CED, PCED. And uh, so I, I jumped at that opportunity. Uh, and 2012 was the, the first year uh, of being a class director. And uh, thank goodness, Basil Julian, who was a seasoned uh, uh, year one director, uh, was a great mentor. And so uh, he got me through the first couple of years and uh, that's where we are today. I'm looking forward to uh, this year's class. That's where we got to today, uh, CDI-wise. Uh, I retired from energy in uh, February of 2017, and the first day of March of 2017, I uh, began campaigning for mayor full-time. 
Mayor of El Dorado. Uh, I was the top vote getter in the uh, primary election, in a three-way primary election. I eliminated the incumbent mayor. And uh, then in the primary runoff, uh, I was successful in that. Then in the general election, uh, I lost that by 87 votes. Uh, the mayor, uh, our mayor, uh, Mayor Smith Creer, uh, she was in the 2019 year one class, sitting front and center. Uh, we had a great campaign. It was clean. We, uh, I can remember walking over and congratulating her uh, in uh, their headquarters. And uh, when I walked in, several people ran and hugged me. And uh, then she called me up or pointed, she had the microphone, pointed me out. The place erupted in applause. She called me up on the stage with her. So we've had a great relationship through that campaign. And uh, I am uh, uh, worked very closely with her on the economic and community development arena. The next day after the election, I started being bombarded with a request to become the next uh, chamber CEO. Uh, even uh, Mayor Creer uh, contacted me and encouraged me to take the job. And I've not, not been disappointed in that decision. I love what I do. I love the folks I'm doing it with, and I love the mission we're, we're on, and that's uh, creating and maintaining jobs. Um, I got to thank CDI because I would not be here, or for that matter, have run for mayor if it had not been for the education and uh, that I'd receive and continue to receive uh, from the uh, Community Development Institute at UCA. I guess that brings us up to right now. Yeah, that that was that's incredible. You, it, it sounds like you've had a pretty uh, varied career. You've done a lot of different things, um, and that, that's something that we see uh, a lot in in the interviews we've done for this podcast. Is that uh, uh, there's a lot of different paths to uh, becoming a community and economic development professional. Um, and speaking on that, I kind of wanted to to talk about that. So you have a degree in electrical engineering. Uh, you're a licensed pilot. Uh, you talked about being a firefighter, EMT. Um, so I wanted to ask about how your diverse background prepared you for the role that you're in today. I guess as a as an engineer and a, and a pilot, uh, it it uh, taught me. Of course, engineers we take logic courses. Uh, we think logic engineering is a logical progression of steps. You do A plus B, and you're going to get C. Uh, and you have to focus as a pilot. Uh, you got to be very disciplined in what you do. So those, I guess, I can draw draw that from uh, those two assignments. And uh, being an EMT is the most fulfilling experience I've ever had. Uh, you're working with people. You're helping folks. Uh, at a lot of time, when they're in the very worst part time of their life. Uh, and uh, hopefully most of the times you can you can do something to improve that situation. Uh, I can remember very vividly uh, pulling up to a home uh, where we 
been paged out for a uh, baby that uh, three week old that was uh, not breathing. And uh, her mother, who happened to be a, a, a ICU nurse, um, brings the little baby out the front door. It's limp. Hands it to a complete stranger. But, uh, you know, seeing that baby come back to life, that's just one of the amazing things about uh, being a, being an EMT. Yeah, that's that's really incredible. I mean, that's that must have been such an incredible experience for you. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. That, you know that that is the, the people aspect of it. I enjoy being with people mm-hmm. and enjoy trying to to help people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think that that is definitely shown in in your career, if helping people and in that um, kind of ethic that your parents instilled into you. That's really that's really cool. So uh, as as everyone knows, the 2020 was a bit of a curveball for everyone. Um, and I wanted to ask, as uh, president of the Alderado Chamber, how have you guys um, kind of pivoted and adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, in January uh, of uh, 20, we had these are these are not chamber these are chamber members that are businesses. We have a lot of members that aren't businesses, uh, but we had 484. Uh, business members. Uh, now, 484, Dylan, in February, uh, that number of businesses that were open dropped to 277. But our community was resilient. They immediately, as you say, pivoted and uh, modified uh, their services that they offered. And I guess April, March timeframe that uh, we dropped down to 267 uh, that were open as they were before the pandemic, but uh, we had opened back up 162 that were uh, had offered modified services. And, you know, most of that was eating establishments and, and uh, service industry type people. Uh, thanks to the Paycheck Protection Program, <clears throat> that really, really kept uh, business alive. Uh, out of, uh, you look today, uh, there was only uh, four businesses that have permanently closed uh from uh, january of last year so that that's just astounding but back to the paycheck protection program and the return to business grants uh give you one example uh we started uh we were kind of a publicized branch of uh the sba uh on getting the word out about these programs and how to apply for them and i would get a get emails from them every day announcing we're opening up for the grant process here's how to do it uh and get the word out to to the community well i called the the first day we sent an email blast out uh to 550 members or 525 members and 
uh, also uh, did a Facebook posting which reaches thousands of, of uh, touches of thousands of folks in a, in a county. Didn't have any calls. So I started calling people on my own and, and talked to one individual and I said, uh, you really need to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program and talked to him a little bit about it and uh, went on home. Well, a couple of days later after the, the uh, Paycheck Protection Program was, was uh, covered in the local newspaper, I get a call from the gentleman. And uh, he said, now tell me what you were talking about. And so I explained it to him again and it's, it was very simple. He had all the stuff he needed to apply. He applied that, that, uh, that day. And uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, I pick up the phone, it rung. And uh, this, general, this business uh, owner is uh, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. He said, I've, now this is two weeks from the day he applied. He said, I've had almost $50,000 uh, deposited in my company account. And he said, that's going to allow me uh, to keep my staff on and uh, not have to uh, lay anybody off. So that, that's just one anecdotal example of uh, what that program did and allowed businesses uh, in El Dorado and Union County to survive. Um, it also pointed to the pointed out the benefits of being a, a chamber member. Uh, I think that that uh, people really saw the value of being uh, a chamber member, and all through the downturn of uh, last year, we started out with 525 uh, a membership of 525, and uh, today that membership stands at at uh, 550. And we again, we'd only lost out of that uh, four businesses that that uh, went uh, permanently closed. So the the community is real resilient, and uh, uh, their El Dorado Union County is doing doing good. Absolutely, yeah. That that really speaks to re to the resilience of your small business community, but also the importance of uh, being a part of the chamber and. Uh, the importance of chambers and uh, customer service representatives, uh, community bankers, um, because it, it takes everyone to kind of pull together um, to to come out of these crises. And yeah. and congratulations on building your building your um, your chamber members from 2020 to 2021. That's in, that's incredible. Thank you. We've got a great team here here at the at the chamber, and uh, uh, I blame it all on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about this a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk about the impact that CDI has had on your career and your, your life. So you're a CDI graduate, you're on our advisory board, you're a class director. So can, can you talk a little bit more about the impact that CDI has had on your career? Um, when I started as a uh, customer service manager, jumping over from the engineering operations area, um, I knew nothing about community and economic development. I mean, zero. Clean slate. Uh, from year one, day one, uh, you begin uh, the basics, deadly building uh, on the year one foundation uh, of uh, 
the curriculum there. And uh, what I really like about it is that uh, you uh, practice what you learn. You have simulations uh, throughout each year uh, of uh, actually putting into practice what, what you've been uh, presented with. You know, the very first day uh, of year one, you're, you're going to uh, uh, have an introduction to community and economic development. Uh, then something that was just completely foreign to me on day two was uh, the community assessment and uh, how you build on your strengths, uh, asset-based uh, community development. You'll get on day three an introduction to uh, economic development. Uh, the uh, all throughout from uh, my very first uh, year one class in 05, personally, Steve Jones uh, did uh, a uh, session on ethics, and as he continues to do so now, and uh, that was that was one of the one of the best courses or best presentations. Uh, of putting things in real life perspective. Uh, workforce development, I had not uh, had uh, any background in that. And, uh, you, you know, the day three, day four uh, of year one, you're going to get immersed in that. So I started with zero, and after finishing. Uh, uh, the third year had all the all the tools uh, presented to me for doing my work, uh, and then went ahead and, and took uh, year four in 2008 uh, and and put put what I'd learned to use. Uh, we went into uh, uh, Moralton and did a community assessment, and the year four class did, and uh, then developed a, a program for them if they wanted to, to go further. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it sounded like it kind of gave you, gave the foundation for your, your new career at the time of being a customer service manager at Entergy. Well, and I, as, as we mentioned, uh, you are the CDI year one class director. Um, and partially due to, due to the fact that we canceled CDI 2020, uh, we have a sold out class for CDI year one. Um, so we've got a lot of people coming in and I wanted to ask your perspective as class director. So uh, what advice would you give to CDI year one students to get the most out of their experience? Uh, man, what immediately pops to mind uh, is that, uh, hey, let me back up a little bit. The uh, CD staff, advisory board and uh, uh, students from previous classes um, have made sure that uh, the best presenters on each topic uh, are, are going to be uh, presenting to you. And the staff has developed over the years a tight schedule uh, to give you the most information in a in allotted amount of time. And we start each session on time and end it. We don't want to shortcut uh, the uh, the presenters. So, number one advice is be on time. Be on your. When we say the class is going to start at 9:15, 9:15 9 
the speaker has been introduced and is on his way. So you don't uh, you don't want to miss anything. Uh, well, yeah, Bill, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. We we appreciate your continued support uh, and your partnership to make CDI Central the best that it can be. Uh, and if you're signed up for CDI year one, you're going to be hearing a lot more from Bill this summer. So this is just a taste. Um, so, Bill, thank you so much. Hey, I want to want to thank you guys. Uh, the uh, uh, one thing the, the students don't know yet is that uh, the staff is just absolutely superb. Uh, I've worked with Amy uh, Shelby now as the director. Uh, the uh, assistants, uh, I, I recall uh, Mariah, Victoria, Corey. Uh, now it's you uh, and Emily and. Uh, those uh, sessions would not go as smooth as they do without without the background of you folks. I appreciate I appreciate that, Bill. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, on, on upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.